Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Okay. We're recording. Good morning, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Teddy has <laughs> me. My wires were all wrapped around. Okay. Sorry. I'm situated now. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Marissa. <laughs> I'm so tired. I know. It's an early morning. It's really not. It's 10 o'clock here. Yeah. But, but I've just had a long week. Yeah. I had a I had a rough night. With Lucia? Yeah. She just was fussy and didn't want to go to sleep. We finally got her to sleep, but then she woke up within an hour and I had to just put her passy back in her mouth. And I had to do that probably seven times throughout the night and that's not usual but I was just thinking to myself you are not waking up you're not getting up I'm not getting up for an hour unless I have to feed you (laughs) and I felt like a zombie like I was so tired that I just was kind of zombie walking to her (laughs) to her bed here take this pacifier like I don't talk to her just like and in the dark, I have to, like, find her little mouth. Like, I have my phone, and I'm trying to position it in her mouth without turning any lights on. So, anyways. Well, very different, but um, Teddy kept waking up, like, all night last night. Teddy. And waking me up. Teddy. And he'd, like, jump off the bed and wake me up, or he'd want to come get back in the bed and wake me up so I could pick him up and put him in bed. And he was, like, whining at my bedroom door and... Finally, like, I don't let him roam around the house at night. Like, he's just in my bedroom. And finally, I just, like, opened the door. I was like, go, do whatever you want. (laughs) I don't care anymore. (laughs) Um, The repost picture on social media of baby Teddy (laughs) was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, he was so tiny. And he was in. He was, like, all, like, his fur was, like, black. I know. He was so cute. He was like a little bitty. He was in Remy's food bowl. And Remy, um, unfortunately, has passed away now. But he was a golden retriever. So, he, you know, big dog. And yeah. so he's got a big food bowl. And Teddy's so sitting in the ti- in he the giant food bowl. Really, really adorable. I'll put that. That was only on Facebook. So I'll yeah. put that on Instagram so people can see it. Because, yeah, he's so cute. <laughs> and now he's 10. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. They grow up so fast. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> yeah, in 10 years, we're going to be like, did you see the cute little repost of Lucia? <laughs> well, do you want to tell me about your book? Yeah. Tell Am me I about supposed it. to go first today? Okay. I don't know. I don't remember. Who Wait, before first. we start, mm-hmm. I want to say happy 25th episode. Yes. That's so exciting. I know. So exciting. And kind of crazy. I, I, I know. can't I believe. How are been- we here? We've been doing this for 25 weeks. It's pretty exciting. A little bit more because I think more. we skipped a week or two. Yeah. So, But that's so cool. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations to you. <laughs> um, okay. So the book I'm going to tell you about is called Black Cake by Charmaine Wilkerson. Okay. It's a debut novel. Okay. And it is the novel that got me out of my Penny Reed kick because... <laughs> Nothing I else was, was cutting I was, it. Like legit only reading Penny, we- 
Pennyweed, Penny Reed <laughs> for like two weeks. <laughs> and I would try other books and it wasn't happening. And then finally I started Black Cake and I was like, oh my God, I'm actually into this. It was so good. So it is um, a multi-generational sweeping family saga. It is part mystery. It is exploration of another culture and food. I love food. In yes, books. me too. Um, so we start in a lawyer's office and Benny and Byron are brother and sister. Benny is a girl, short for Benedetta. And their mother has just passed away. And the lawyer calls them in for their, you know, to disperse their whatever. And or read the will or whatever. However that works. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so he says that what their mother has left for them is a black cake, which is like a traditional Caribbean rum cake. Okay. And she used to make them all the time for the family. So she has made one final black cake for them. And she has left them a recording. And they start listening to the recording. And she called them B&B. And the, the, um, she has a Caribbean accent. And mm-hmm. so the narrator does a really good job with that. She's like, B&B. <laughs> da, 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 da. I love it. Um, but anyway, she starts telling her life story, essentially. And it was a ton of stuff that they didn't know. Very cool. And um, she has a past that no one knew about except for her husband. And um, they have a long-lost sister that they didn't know about. That's where the mystery comes in. You know, what? what we have a her? sister, what's yeah. going on? And so the book kind of jumps around between the story that she's telling present day in the lawyer's office and then um benny and byron's lives so it's this whole i mean we get to see so many different aspects of this family and this story and it just was done so well and like it's a debut novel and it was so good i was really impressed you know you're jumping around between character to character and i never felt lost or confused or anything like that yeah that's rare when and there's so much going and i was on. listening to it on audio and sometimes yeah. when you have that much going on on audio it's hard to follow but it never was and it was just so good and um yeah i, I it sounds like a book that i would really want to read like i, I l- enjoy that whole historic even though it's not historical necessarily the telling over time and piecing the story together is really interesting I love stories like that if it's done well I really enjoy stories like that but sometimes I sometimes I'm not into that like sweeping thing I'm like just tell me the story I don't need all this background (laughs) yeah but this one it was done so well that I was super into it awesome so yeah I loved it great I had to put that on my list I finished it last night, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have to finish this before our episode. But yeah, it's really, really good. Great. Well, you want me to tell you about my book? Yes, please. Um, so this is a book that I gave you at Christmas that I've told you about a million times. <laughs> the Fortune Teller by Gwendolyn Womack. I still Womack. haven't read. Well, maybe this will yes. jumpstart your curiosity or not. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so this story starts at the uh, burning of Alexandria, the library in ancient... Okay, weirdly enough, I am listening to another book that has to do with Alexandria. Really? The Alexandria Library. Okay. Yeah. 
So it, it starts off, um, there is a seer in this time period. Um, her name is Iona, and she, her dad is um, one of the keepers of the books at Alexandria. And she starts the story off at, from that time period and then basically goes through um, prophesizing different wars and events throughout history and you only get a little bit of that at first and then you realize that um in present day new york uh simile kavnaugh who is our main character she is actually reading and transcribing the manuscript that iona wrote and that is what she does for a living so she appraises um, antiquities for an exclusive manhattan auction house and she um, deciphers ancient texts. Like, that's what she does for them, which cool. is cool. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool job. Um, I mean, I, I mean, you have to have a lot of training to, <laughs> yeah. to get to that point. But so she finds this manuscript um, through a client and is deciphering it for, for him and for just, you know, for the auction house. And she's slowly realizing that no one has seen this manuscript before. Oh, Yeah, interesting. And it's like going through like time of Cleopatra and um, like the fall of the Roman Empire. Like it's everything. Like Like it's just history, just history, all of history. But it's (laughs) at the time of the Alexandria fire. So like Iona is is saying all this pre all of that happening, right? Because she's seeing it, right? And she even discusses things in present day that are happening. Now, does the the woman? who's translating the manuscript know that it was written before all of this happened? As she's transcribing it, she's realizing that none of this stuff has happened before and like in right at the time that it's being, that it's written, being written. Yeah. She understands that like she's a seer and she's prophesizing okay. this. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but then things start to get a little crazy because um, as she continues in the manuscript, the um, things start happening in her life. Mm. And there's certain things in the manuscript that are happening in real time in the present day. Wait, things that the seer predicted about her specifically? Mm -hmm. Stop. (laughs) Um, So basically her client who she tries to get to help her with everything that's going on, um, his name is Theo Boussard. And she is not sure if she can trust him. He seems like... He has a lot of secrets, and he's keeping things from her. But then he's also trying to help her with everything that's Mysterious. going on. He's obviously very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a little bit of a love thing going on there. Uh, but she also realizes, too, that um, someone might be following her. And oh. as the date of the uh, of the auction is nearing, things start to get a little scary. Wow. And um, there's also prediction that in this uh, manuscript that talks about these tarot cards, and they were like the first ever tarot cards. Oh. And they're lost to the world, but maybe not. <gasps> Anyways, it's just really oh interesting. Um, so I know you've told me about this book several times and gave it to me, and I 
I don't know if you like didn't explain the book to me. Probably not. Or, yeah, I think you were just like, just read this. It's good. And yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, but that does sound yeah. really fascinating. And it talks about different women throughout history too, like strong women, but they all have like a similar tie to one another um, that Iona discusses throughout the book uh, or throughout the manuscript that Simile is translating um, or transcribing. So... Anyways, it's just really interesting. It has a lot of historical references that are actual historical references. And then just how how neat it is that she's like reading it in real time and certain things are starting That's to happen. That's so crazy. I own. love that. Yeah. I love that. That sounds yeah, yeah, really yeah. good. I'm, I think I've checked this out from the library before and just didn't. I don't think it. No, I think this one isn't. In the library. Oh, then Remember? you know what? I bought it on Audible. Okay. And I yeah. just still haven't read it. Yeah. Because I think when I told you about it. Whenever that was, you said, well, it's not on Libby. And yeah. I was like, I know it's not. You have to get it on Audible. But yes. it and is I, worth And I did it. buy it on Audible. I just haven't listened yet. But um, yes. now that I can, you know, actually listen to other books, I'll try it out. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so let's, um, let's talk about the tea that we're drinking. All right. And then you can tell me about your three-star read. Because okay. we've decided that we need those in our lives, too. Yes. Um, okay, so the tea that we're drinking is called Angel's Dream Tea, and um, I know it's made by a Canadian company, the Metropolitan Tea Company, and um, it's blackberry maple. So I first drank this um, at a tea house up in Shreveport, Louisiana, for my sister-in-law's um, wedding shower, I think was the first time. There may have been another wedding event there before her wedding shower, but anyway, it's a tea house up there that, you know, they serve tea and other, you know, little light food and things like that. And then they also sell the tea that they're, that they serve. Right. So I loved the angel's dream tea, bought some, and then it was kind of a running joke for a long time. Anytime Hillary's parents would come down from Shreveport, they would bring me boxes of Angel's Dream Tea because <laughs> I love it so much. What do you think about it? I do like it. I, so the blackberry, that's what it is, right? Blackberry maple. Um, it's very smooth. Mm-hmm. And you can, if you know that that's what it is, you are like, oh, yeah, I can taste it. But initially, if I wouldn't have known that that's the flavor combo, I don't know that I would have thought of it in it, like right away. Exactly. I had no, when I first tasted this, I was like, man, this is so good. And then I went to buy some from their little shop and I looked at the box and I was like, blackberry maple? I had no idea. And if you smell it, it smells like maple syrup a little bit. It's a very tiny bit. It smells really good. Let me smell. It does. It's mm-hmm. it's just so yummy. It's very good. Really, really good. I'm glad you like yes, it. Yes, I do like it a I lot. I was gonna. I'm. I would have been slightly disappointed if you'd been like, um, this is disgusting. No. <laughs> I know you would never say that, but <laughs> no. After you were like, this is my favorite tea in the whole world. Everyone brings me bucket, buckets of it, and I'd be like, this is disgusting. <laughs> I don't know why you drink this stuff. No. I feel like if you have that high of a rating of something, <laughs> more than likely. You'll at least like it, yes. even if you don't love it as much as I Correct. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Tell me about your three-star book. Okay. So I really hate to do this. Wait, why? Because I feel like I am doing something wrong. I don't, I don't know. I know. Okay. I have no idea where you're going so with this. So 
I liked it. I don't, I'm just putting that out there. I liked it. And I recommend it. But One Night on the Island by J.C. <gasps> Silver. Oh my God. I did not, I did not love I it. I am shocked. It, have you read it yet? No. Okay. I saw Addie posted a post on it and she really liked it. Uh-huh. And, um, and so, and I read her post before I started reading it or I was like maybe a little bit into it and I thought, okay, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Like she, Addie loves it. So I'm going to love it too. Cause it's Josie Silver. And I just was having the hardest time getting, it's a, it's a good story, but to say that it was as good as either of her other books, I can't personally say that. The other books I love so much. Like I try to find books and authors that write similar to her writing. And this fell just slightly flat for me. I am shocked. I I enjoyed the location of it. It uh-huh. was in, um, I think they were in Scotland, I believe. Ooh. So it's a British, British lady and an American man. Okay. I did not love the American man narrator's voice. That can that can have a really strong effect on my liking of a book. And he wasn't terrible. Like yeah. his voice was normal. Just something about it bothered me. And some of his language was a little too flowery. And not to sound any any way that's like negative. But I just thought to myself, men, they don't talk like this. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I just felt... No man really talks like that. And I say that because some men do. And care, I, I don't know. I just, his voice was off. He was saying these things that I thought were slightly, I was just like, meh. Well. I don't know. I am quite surprised. I know. Um, and now I'm even more anxious to read it. And see. Yeah, I want you to read it and tell me what yeah. you think. Because you've read her other two books. Mm-hmm. And you didn't, you weren't like in love with the um, Two Lies of Lydia Bird, right? Because I like loved that book. <laughs> right. I liked One Night in December more. more. Okay. Watch me like come on here and tell you about my five star read One Night <laughs> on the Island by Josie Silver. And that would be fine. Yeah. Please read this book because it was, it was a good book, but um, for me it was a three star. Well, I will read it and let you know what I think. Okay. This is so interesting. <laughs> um, what are you reading right now? I am reading, I think I talked about this on one of our last podcasts, um, The 20th Wife. Oh, yes. The one that your aunt recommended? Yes. Um, my aunt recommended this. It's by Indu, and I am not going to say this right, Sundarisan. Um, They said it in the opening credits, uh, and it said differently. Okay. So I know I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but um, I'm only 10% in. Okay. And I really like it. Oh, good. Yeah, so it's, um, just for reference purposes, they are uh, Persian, a Persian family who has to flee Persia, and they flee to India. And so it's um, a lot of Indian culture. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. It's really good. And it's, it's um, I don't know what time period, the right time period is, but it's basically where they have um, the emperors and the empresses Ooh, okay. and the harem and like that whole interesting um, time time frame. Yeah, I am listening to the Atlas Six. Um, I'm. It seems like like reading. I got it as a f- um, free advanced listening copy on Libro FM, mm-hmm. and it seems like it's a book that has existed in the world before, but she like re-released it with additional content or something like that. Like 
Libro described it as a book talk sensation and um, TikTok, but for mm-hmm. books, um, yeah, like Bookstagram. And um, so I was like, I I don't know. This is interesting. It's like it's fantasy. It's these um, six people who are brought together to protect um, like a library of manuscripts that. I don't know if they're from the Alexandria Library or if they're somehow the Library of Alexandria is is uh, tied in. Um, but anyway, it's good. It's probably going to be three stars for me, but yeah. it's, you know, it's holding my attention. Yeah. So. That's sometimes all you can ask for. Yep. Right, Ted? <laughs> Teddy and I are having a staring contest at the moment. <laughs> uh, he's been very good this episode. So... Do you want to tell me what's keeping you sane? I do. I do. So I have been working late nights every night this week, and it's been really rough. But my mother has been bringing me dinner at the office every night. Oh, my goodness. She's the best. She is. And, like, seriously, without that, I would have, I don't even know. (laughs) you wouldn't have gotten through it I wouldn't have gotten through it without that and like the first you wouldn't be saying (laughs) I wouldn't be saying the first night it just started off with me saying like I am so exhausted I can't make any decisions what are you and dad eating for dinner so that I can just do whatever y'all are doing and not have to think about it and she was like well we're getting Greek food I'll just bring some to you and I was like no I'm not I'm honestly not trying to get you to bring me food I just can't make decisions right now she's like no I'm bringing you food and then the next night it was like okay well dad and I are doing this for dinner what do you want from this place and I was like okay 